Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest this week is the very funny Luca Muller. I teach Luca about World War I history and he tells me what job he would do in the army if he was ever conscripted. Plus, we have a deep dive into this new anti-vax conspiracy movie and it turns out that FIFA's president Gianni Infantino is the most diverse person in the world. Before we get into the intro music, just letting you know I've got shows coming up in Perth, Fremantle, Margaret River, Adelaide and Darwin is also in the works. Head to my website, michaelshafer.com for all the details. But now, intro music time. Mate, thanks for coming on the pod. Dude, thanks for having me. What a pleasure. <laughs> Let's get stuck into it. Australia lost to France. Oh my God. It's like World War One all over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened in World War One. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> As my brain's scrambling for any reference. What did they do? What did they say? Oh my God. <laughs> it's like that time we lost our submarine deal <laughs> during the Morrison government reign. <laughs> That's the funniest way to react to that. This is just like that war we lost. Them. We never lost a war to them. It's not like they beat Germany or something. <laughs> I'm glad that we're, the first time my listeners hear your voice, they're like, this fucking idiot this doesn't know what happened in World doesn't War I. World War One at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie you have to watch Bit of a tangent But All Quiet on the Western Front Just really? came out on Netflix Will it teach me some history That I clearly need teach to learn? You. You'll be like Holy <laughs> shit This is crazy <laughs> Well it's an interesting It's an interesting World War One movie Because it's from the perspective Of the German soldiers Oh yeah Which I find fascinating Because they were the bad guys In World War One. Also the bad guys in World War Two. I'm not sure if you, if you yeah, knew yeah, that Yeah yeah Re- Recurring villain in the sequel <laughs> <laughs> I thought he died in the first one <laughs> <laughs> no, they're back. <laughs> and uh, but it's from the German perspective, so it's kind of interesting because you empathise with these young German soldiers, yeah. who were sent to France to get absolutely pummeled, <laughs> <laughs> which might happen in the World Cup as well. I mean, that is, uh, I, that's an empathetic position to have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a. Um, Controversial take, but I think um, they should bring back conscription because I think it would make people care about the war again. Do you know what I mean? Fascinating. Wait, so bring back conscription now? Yeah, imagine if they were like, hey, we're doing conscription in Australia again. People would all of a sudden be like, oh, we shouldn't be going to war. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why the Vietnam anti-war stuff was so strong because it's like, I don't want to fucking go. <laughs> yeah, because people were actually going to be forced to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because the... Tony Abbott recently came out and said that when people finish school they should have a year of national service. Yeah, right. Which might include serving in the army under conscription. Man. And I think it's funny when guys at that age promote that policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> You're in the clear, yeah, mate. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always like, oh, it has to be, like if, I don't know what age Tony Abbott is, but let's just say he's 50. Yeah, yeah. The law will be like, anyone who's <laughs> aged 18 to 49 <laughs> yeah, yeah, is required like. to serve in the armed forces. <laughs> if you were conscripted, yeah. what would you do? 
Oh my god! Do you get a say or what? Well, well, no, what do the... I think I would be good at? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, okay, first of all, I got a few bone spurs that I only just found out about. <laughs> what would you be good at in the? Um, I mean, firstly, you could just go to jail instead. Would you prefer to go to jail? Or would you prefer to go to war? <laughs> War, oh man! I guess the the dream would be that you just uh, do the like reserves part where you do uh. a bunch of push ups and get jacked and have a bunch of cool new masculine friends, but you never actually go. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the good bit because they do make the army look like fun. The army yeah, reserves, kind of. yeah. You see the ads for those. It's always like someone rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, I've it just how to make like a stir fry in the army. <laughs> they make it look like they just do team building exercises. Yeah, it looks like year eight camp. Like, yeah. oh, we do low ropes, we do canoes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't show the part where you execute and. <laughs> A, t- a suspected Taliban operative yeah. <laughs> And then find yourself facing court <laughs> Five years later Yeah, Alright guys, we got uh, the agility course in the morning Then we got waterboarding And then we're going to finish it off with some stand-up paddleboarding so. <laughs> What was that thing you said before? <laughs> Straight to waterboarding, mate waterboarding. Is that like wakeboarding? Yeah, yeah, yeah It's Sort kind of, of. <laughs> We call it advanced wakeboarding <laughs> So that's good to know. Yeah. So if you were conscripted, you would hope that you just get put in the reserves. I suppose so. Yeah. I'd love to become like a, maybe like a chef, army chef or something. <laughs> you got uh, that army chef vibe. Don't I could you? be an army cook, I think. Because <laughs> you could walk around to the tables and be like, oh, boys, you have yeah, enough to yeah. eat. <laughs> you got that vibe. What do we want, fellas? Or maybe one of those guys. <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight, boys? <laughs> <laughs> maybe one of those guys. How good are those guys who are like, Full uniform, like, uh, or everything. The hats, the stripes on the shoulders, the medals and everything. Mm. But they're just like playing the trumpet in the band for 50 <laughs> years. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> That's a very funny, like, outdated role. Yeah, yeah. Because the reason I think why they had trumpets and stuff in the band was because back in, like, you know, the 15th, 16th, 17th century, they had to meet in a field. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, are- <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing about old wars is, like, they had to, like, book in a time. <laughs> All right, where are we going to go, guys? <laughs> All right, you, okay, we'll be there at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday. Does that work for you? We're a bit tired of that. We're usually a bit sleepy. Yeah, Can we yeah. push it back? Oh, fucking Jotto's gone to the wrong Y-shaped tree. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> He's going to be crusading all by his loaves on this time. <laughs> Turns up with a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, everyone else's camouflage is really good. <laughs> Great job on the camouflage, fellas. <laughs> All right, who's that you can talk now? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> We're allies. <laughs> but I think that's why they had the trumpet because you'd turn up and the trumpet was like, you'd have a band to like yeah. announce your arrival. <laughs> At the at the war, it's so like showy and <laughs> it's so showy. It's real theaterish. It's and that's why I think it's funny that we still kind of do that because that's not how wars are fought anymore. It's mostly yeah. it's mostly just a dude in a bunker <laughs> who's controlling a drone from a PlayStation controller. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys on computers. Yeah, <laughs> just imagine that dude in the background of the bunker just like playing on the trumpet. <laughs> 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 that would be Can I just say I would love that role But I don't play Any instrument Yeah me either yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that's the reason You got put on the front lines If they were like hey, what, Why are you on the front lines I'd never learned To play yeah, the flute yeah. Unfortunately You gotta get that triangle It's the easiest <laughs> one to learn <laughs> It's a great spot There's only so many Percussion roles <laughs> In the army 
<laughs> this has been a fantastic tangent, but the reason why we were talking about France and Australia. Yes, yes, so France yes. absolutely pummeled Australia. Yes. And what I thought was fascinating was uh, watching how everyone viewed the Qatar World Cup over the course of that match. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. before the match, <laughs> everyone is like, Qatar is an absolute yep. human rights disaster. We need to boycott it. They're the worst people. <laughs> Eight minutes in, we score the opener. We're like... Actually, we got to respect other cultures. Open your minds, people. <laughs> we need to be respectful. We need to look out for each other. Qatar is a beautiful new nation on the world stage. <laughs> and I welcome them. <laughs> and then we go 2 1 down. They are backwards. <laughs> Cancel the tournament. Cancel it's it right now. It's disgusting that we are even there. I, for one, appreciate the protest that the Australian players are clearly taking part in <laughs> by refusing to play in this match. <laughs> It was a great protest from them. They refused to play after the nine-minute mark of the yeah, match. Yeah. Now, of course, to commemorate the 9,000 migrant workers that were killed, <laughs> ceased play at the nine-minute mark. We're going to concede one goal for every dead migrant worker over the course of this tournament. <laughs> you got to pay tribute somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, France is going to score one goal. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah. Look, we all commemorate in our own way. That's how we remember. <laughs> my Lord. Oh, well, yeah, so we lost. Everyone's been saying that we should boycott the World Cup. Mm-hmm. People have been saying that for a while. I feel like we missed the boat, though, because oh, yeah. people are like, we should boycott them now. I was like, you should have started this boycott 12 years ago before everyone died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone's like, you can't play in the stadium. This is a very built. controversial take on this whole topic, by the way. It sounds like they died for nothing. <laughs> That's my point. Can I just say, I went to Brunswick the other week and tried this as a bit on stage. Oh, yes. Oh, God, right. it went to absolute silence. <laughs> Wonderful. But I really believe it to my core. Like, we should have boycotted 12 years ago when we could have actually made a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People say it's offensive to play in the stadiums that were built by dead migrants. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely true. But what is more offensive <laughs> is not playing in those stadiums. An empty stadium. <laughs> then you're literally dying in vain. Yeah. Go back to soldiers dying in war. We send them off. They die. And then we enjoy these wonderful privileges. Yeah, like yeah, Like yeah. having the Anzac Day football match where 100,000 people will come together to commemorate the dead soldiers that allowed us to have that day. That's them dying for something. <laughs> um, anyway, that's the analogy that the migrant workers are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got these beautiful stadiums. Let and it's more offensive. In the, it's the spoils of uh, their <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> I think it's what they would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also funny how people like will tweet about that or whatever. And then, you know, like the Sydney Harbour Bridge. I did some research about this. The Sydney Harbour Bridge, 16 people died. Making the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, right. We no should one. boycott that bridge. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a shit about those guys. No more. I'm getting the ferry. <laughs> oh, that's my point. Who's taking the ferry in, in Sydney? Yeah, we shoot fuck. fireworks off the Sydney Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more offensive? Almost in celebration. <laughs> what could be more offensive to those dead 16 people yeah, than yeah. to be like, you know what? I know that's sad, but <laughs> once a year, we scare a lot. Lot of dogs yeah. and, <laughs> and it's no worth way of it. honoring them. <laughs> 
man. All the politics around the World Cup is so... I mean, it's awful. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But just people trying to grapple with it, it's like, mm. yeah, you need to make space in your brain to understand this is fucking awful and FIFA is corrupt and this is a really bad thing that happened. But also it's fun to watch sport. <laughs> yes. It doesn't mean that sport is evil and horrible. And yeah, you should be aware of these things and, you know, try to donate or whatever, wherever you can. But it's like, it doesn't mean that you hate football. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun to watch. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting is um, I've been following this part of the as- this aspect of the story is the the whole gay rights thing over in Qatar. Yes. Did you see that all like the f- players, I think particularly from the, the English players, were going to wear a uh, rainbow armband? Yes, the One Love rainbow armband. I the think there were seven countries who had um, signed an agreement to wear that armband, yeah. Right, and then apparently FIFA came in yeah. and said, if you wear the armband... Mm you will be yellow carded and red carded. Yeah. Which is it's crazy. Ho- it's it's insane. It's horrendous. Um, another one was Belgium. On one of their kits, uh, they had, you know, in the style of the modern kits you might see, like very over-decorated. And they had the word love, like sort of in the background of the colouring of one of their kits. Okay. And... Fever said they have to cover it up. They have to put a little piece of tape over it because they can't say love. Not gay love, not queer love, not LGBT. No reference to what sort of love it is. You sure. can't have love on there. Like how fucking James Bond villain, like over the top <laughs> evil is that? Like, no, you can't even say love. The word love is banned. The following words are banned in this country. Yeah. Love, peace, Smile. joy, kitten. It's so bizarre, yeah, because it's like what... What becomes a protest and yeah, what, yeah. Like what amounts to a protest is just having the word love on your kit, a protest, is having literally like a few colors. Like, yeah, I know. A protest. Yeah. There's I people f- who are like not being allowed to enter stadiums because they're wearing rainbow shirts and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's really crazy. I've seen some of the kits that these players are wearing. Yeah, just the yeah. Australian kit. It's very colorful. Yeah. Is that a protest? <laughs> <laughs> All this green and gold running around? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I loved when um, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. There's another one where mm. politics just out the windows for the sport, for the sake of sport. <laughs> like Saudi Arabia is a very easy uh, <laughs> government program to dislike and have issues with. And then they get this underdog win and people are like, oh, greatest country ever. Yeah. What a story. <laughs> Fairy tale team. <laughs> The way that this, yeah, that's very, very true, isn't it? The way that you can use sport to really like change. It's crazy that it works. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Because no one's thinking about how they dismembered Kamal Khashoggi. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> They're thinking how they absolutely dismembered the Argentinian defense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Lionel Messi got carried out in two suitcases. <laughs> They really cut that defense up. I mean, literally. It was a bloodbath out there. Yeah, they were cooking like a tandoori oven in there. <laughs> I, I, told you, I told you you get cancelled. I told you you would. You come on this podcast. I told you you would. I want to see inside like the Mohammed bin Salman's like palace that night, like the Saudi leader, because they're so crazy. Do you know about like all the crazy like hedge fund scams and schemes and plans that they have going on? Like they're trying to build this city that's in the shape of a line. Yes, the line city. Yeah, the line city. And they've got this turtle shaped uh, ocean city that they want to build or whatever. They're trying to like send people to space. They're doing all sorts of crazy shit. Like imagine them after Saudi Arabia got 
up over Argentina. Just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> all right, boys. <laughs> We're building the line. Yeah, yeah. We need a hedge fund to send 10 people to one of Jupiter's moons to grow lab meat. <laughs> hey, I like the Elon Musk of countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just doing some wild shit out there. <laughs> we got to celebrate this historic moment. <laughs> and speaking of, they're going to kill a lot of migrants making that line city. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to host a World Cup there. And we're going to be like, the line's pretty good, though. I mean, <laughs> this pitch seems pretty thin. <laughs> That'll be the first, like, because it's, like it's like a fully encased indoor city that they yeah, want to yeah, build. Yeah. I think they said it's going to cost, like, I don't know, $5 trillion. Some or, absolutely unbelievable amount. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's what happens when you've just got so much oil. Yeah. You can and, build a line. Yeah. And you can just have a crack at it. I'm <laughs> just a bunch of fucking abandoned scaffolding in the desert. They're like, ah, oh, well, we tried. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> out there in the desert in the middle of nowhere. They yeah, plan middle to build of nowhere. I, what's the go? It's like a mile wide and like 40 miles long or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I think the whole idea, and this is what I think is quite funny about this project, is the whole idea is it's meant to be like a really green environmental yeah. project. I'm sure it will be. Because like there's no cars. <laughs> yeah. It's built in a way that you can kind of like walk everywhere or there's like an electric it's kind like of- like a high-speed rail thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like all powered by renewable energy, which I think is really funny because they're trying to be progressive in that respect. Yeah, yeah. But also they're going to kill so many migrants to build so it. Many. <laughs> which, I mean, what is a better environmental yes. <laughs> uh, aid than, you know, clearing out some population? That's really. so true because humans are the greatest polluters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the more we kill ourselves- MBS gets it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ally and a comrade. <laughs> <laughs> you see him like shaking hands with Greta Thunberg at the <laughs> opening of the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sails to the line. <laughs> I don't know how she sailed to the middle of the desert. She found a way. She sailed through the turtle city to get to the yeah, yeah, yeah. middle of the desert. The turtles back. <laughs> My favorite thing about the the FIFA, you know. Uh, media coverage has been the speech that their president oh Johnny Infantino <laughs> have you seen the speech which I don't know if you speak Italian but Johnny Infantino Johnny is like the Italian version of Johnny and Infantino means like child baby <laughs> oh, really? Johnny, Johnny baby <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because he looks a bit like a baby yeah, too. Yeah, he, he kind of does. Big blown up, swollen <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> looks like a big baby. Hey, Johnny baby. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Johnny Infantino mm -hmm. giving his speech at a press conference in Qatar. Yep. Defending the Qatari regime. Yep. In one of the strangest speeches you'll ever hear. Yeah. Okay. Today I feel Arab. Strange start. <laughs> I mean, that's what you've been opening with as well recently. <laughs> He's stealing your gear, man. <laughs> it's bullshit. I gotta say, I performed at the uh, Jewish Comedy Festival, <laughs> and that opener did not go well. <laughs> then he goes on and says, "This today I feel African." Yes. That's interesting. Well, Maybe South African. <laughs> Is that Johnny Fantino or Justin Trudeau? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's so good. That should have been Justin Trudeau's defense for yeah. doing black yeah, yeah. That day I felt African. I felt African. You know what? That's actually the most progressive thing you can be. God, that's funny. Okay, then he goes on and says this. 
By the way, just the, the, the pregnant pauses in between each oh. statement is what does it for me. The tension. Because he thinks that he's delivering one of the great speeches of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he's taking these pauses, imbuing it with emotion. People are going to understand and be like, well, this guy gets it. He's the human face of the evil corporation that is FIFA. <laughs> well, people, he thinks that this is like his Martin Luther King I have a dream speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream. Uh, ask not what your country yes. can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Today I feel African. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such good stuff. Okay, let's keep going because it gets better. Today I feel uh, gay. <laughs> You know what's great? Sexuality is a spectrum. And yes. some days you feel gay and it's some fluid. days you feel straight. <laughs> it's fluid. Johnny Baby gets it. He's an ally. Yeah, that's what I say to myself in the mirror before I clip on the carabiner onto the jeans. And, you know, put the, put the dangly earring in. <laughs> then he goes on and says this. The pause. Today I feel disabled. <laughs> Oh, I can't stress baby. enough that he did walk into this conference as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, my favorite meme that I've seen in a long time was someone wrote on Twitter, me when I can't find a spot in the car park. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good shit. Today I feel disabled. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely floored me. I was like, I don't care that Elon Musk has bought this website. It's still good. <laughs> it's actually gotten better. <laughs> it's kind of better. <laughs> and then he goes on and says this. Today, I feel uh, a migrant worker. Of course, <laughs> I'm not... Uh, that's awesome, Johnny baby. What a guy. Do you know he's um, an empath? He's a, he's an empath. <laughs> yeah. I think sociopath is actually. <laughs> That's right, sorry. My mistake. Okay, so this is why he uh, feels like he has empathy with yep. all these people. This is his story. I'm not uh, Qatari, I'm not Arab, I'm not African. Oh. I'm not Gay, I'm not disabled. He's leveling with us. I'm not really a migrant worker. <laughs> That's us filling out the comedy festival application. <laughs> oh my God. That might be the funniest shit I've heard in such a long time. I want to keep this in the podcast. So I need to explain to our listeners what Luca means by that. <laughs> when you fill out to do a comedy festival or a fringe festival or anything, they want to track who's how much diversity they have in the festival. Yeah. So you got to tick disabled, black, white, gay, everything. Yep. And <laughs> I'm just imagining Gianni and Fantino ticking all of the boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on opening night is like i'm none oh of these God. things sorry <laughs> appreciate the grants appreciate it. thank you for the quarter million of dollars to present this show i spent not- it all on hookers and cocaine i'm very sorry <laughs> okay then he goes on and says this because i know what it means 
to be discriminated, to be bullied as a foreigner in a foreign country, as a child at school, I was bullied because I had uh, red hair. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's cartoonish. <laughs> Imagine going to the family of a dead Bangladeshi worker oh. and going, I understand what you're going through. Because when I was a child, I had red hair and then just walking away. <laughs> red hair. They used to call me names, sunburn easily. Some of the high tide came out. That was a fucking disaster. They called me Ranger. Introduced them to Ranger. In, in Italian, I don't know. <laughs> Rangino? Yeah. You speak Italian, dude. What's Ranger? Something in? like that. Rangino sounds pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the day that it, that the World Cup started or the day before or something. That was like the big mm. commencement. And obviously he's aware he's trying to address the anger and the controversy surrounding it or whatever. Mm. And like, I don't know if he is um, such a monopolist and so power hungry that he's like, I'll write the speech, I've fucking got it. <laughs> or if that like went through a few filters and were like, yeah, say that. <laughs> say that you feel gay. My big concern is that he has multiple speech writers. Yeah, imagine. And none of them raise any concerns. <laughs> also, if listeners don't know, he's fully bald now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I cannot stress enough. Completely bald. So the, it could easily be a lie. <laughs> I want to see some photographs of him as a child. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that red hair, mate. <laughs> awesome stuff from Johnny. Outstanding stuff. Mate, uh, something else I want to chat to you about is uh, this new movie that's just come out. It's called Died Suddenly. Oh, yes. It's his anti-vax propaganda movie that's just going absolutely bonkers on Twitter. Outstanding. Have you come across it? Have you seen it? I haven't come across it. I've uh, I've dipped my toe in the world of like... Yeah, weird sort of far-right conservative filmmaking before. Yes. Um, there's some good stuff. There's a crazy movie called Roe vs. Wade, um, which actually has... Uh, oh, no, that happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> this is, you've learned a lot this podcast. <laughs> I learned who the bad guys were in World War One. I found out that there was a person called Roe. <laughs> I can't remember, but there's some like pretty famous actor in it. Um, but it's cra- I'm sure it's in a similar vein to this. What's, so what's Roe versus Wade the movie about? Sort of a, it's a weird like pastiche where it shows, it tries to show you how abortion is actually good. It shows, oh no, how it's bad. It shows you a woman who has an abortion and it ruins her life and shows you, um, how you a woman who chooses not to have one and how it's great for her and it's the best thing ever, even though she's like 17 or whatever. Right. It's a crazy flick. Yeah. It's great that someone's finally talking the truth, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally, some good anti-abortion narratives in media. Representation is important. <laughs> Dumb cunts need to be represented. Just as a bit of a tangent on this, but I just voted the other day. Congrats. And God, there's a lot of cookers on the voting ballot this year in the oh, Victorian yeah. election. <laughs> I loved seeing... I just voted yesterday. I love seeing the uh, St. <laughs> Dan Andrews Restored Democracy yeah. Party. <laughs> Well, I mean, they've got all their policies in the name. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't have what to do you look guys at- do. Don't make me tap the side. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I bring it up is because there's the Family First Party. That's this really like anti-abortion yeah. party, and I'm like. I put them last, but God, they, it was a competitive position. Yeah, yeah. To be last for the, for the ballot. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, well, thank you for bringing that insane documentary to, <laughs> to light. I'll be talking about that on the podcast next week after yeah. I've had a chance to watch it. But uh, this is this one is called Died Suddenly, mm-hmm. and it's about how a lot of people have died suddenly. Awesome name, straight out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> really putting it all putting it all right in front of you. Tapping the side. <laughs> That's what these guys have realized. Like, no one's going to watch the whole thing or yeah. read all the policies. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. got to be able to contain all the information in the title. <laughs> Died suddenly. Should we put in brackets because of the vaccine or is that too on the nose? (laughs) They'll work it out. They'll they'll work it out. And so it's about a lot of people who died suddenly after getting the vaccine. And it's a doco or it's a film? It's a a documentary, I guess, in the sense that they interview a lot of... Uh, well, they do a lot of experts, but I've watched the first 15 minutes and I'm like, so far, the only people you've spoken to are embalmers. This <laughs> <laughs> is very embalmer heavy. <laughs> Because I was that thinking, is so funny. I was thinking, oh, they'll interview like some doctors, some people involved yep. in developing the vaccine, and some whistleblowers. <laughs> and instead, like I'm, I'm watching it, and maybe later on they get to some non-embalmers. That's but great. They're just interviewing people who embalm bodies, which and I didn't even know really what that was. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was something that the ancient Egyptians did when they. I thought that was <laughs> just like you up and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like wrapping bodies in toilet paper. Uh, embalm with the people who preserve bodies. Yeah, but they're interviewing all these people who have preserved bodies who that, are claiming some, there's some suspicious things in the bodies that because weirdly of the was, I remember that happening in Australia as well. You would hear like, oh, a funeral director or an embalmer or whatever. The funeral directors are cremator. the main people in, the, in this movie. I guess it's because like they're the one small, small section of people who are like, it's not the medical field, but it's sort of related to that. You know what I mean? They deal with dead bodies at least, but they they don't have to have a degree, so yes. they don't have the knowledge to support the vaccine. So what exactly? So what they're saying, these embalmers, yeah. is that they're getting Obamacare. these bodies. <laughs> Thanks, Obamacare. <laughs> Imagine if that's what Obamacare was. <laughs> that's what all the money in Obamacare just went to embalmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty billion dollars. We got some of the shiniest bodies on earth. <laughs> we got slippery wet corpses. <laughs> These bodies will last forever under Obamacare. It occurs to me that I have no idea what embalming the actual process is. In my head, there's a body and someone rubs deep heat into it. <laughs> And the embalmer's office just smells like a footy change room. I was going to say, you're thinking of professional AFL footballers. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you think physiotherapy, embalming, it's got to be the same thing. There's got to be a lot of crossover in those professions. Well, so what they say in the documentary is yep. that embalmers will uh, inject like a liquid into the veins in order to help preserve the body. Yeah, right. And all these embalmers, when they're doing this stuff, are noticing like clots in the veins wow. and, and, and the wow. blood vessels. And so all these guys have like started uh, like dissecting the bodies <laughs> they've been given to embalm and they're pulling out blood clots. And I'm just watching this like... Above and beyond. It's not part of the job description, dude. You're not meant to do your own autopsy. 
just interviewing people who were just like fucking around with dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so what did you see? Well, I felt an, an anomaly in the in the injection space, and so then I, I fucked the body real quick, and then I cut it open. And <laughs> wait, what did you say in the middle there? Well, they got blood clots in there. <laughs> Why are the ass cheeks so spread apart? <laughs> anyway. I thought there might be a blood clot right up the hole. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. gotta do a thorough search. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the best embalmer in the country. <laughs> That's why people from all over the world want me to embalm their dead relatives. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you can't spell embalm without bum. <laughs> That's what I'm I mean, you can, it's a different spelling. But my point is, it's a good slogan to have. <laughs> the reason why I bring it up is because, and, and this is the one thing that I can agree with anti-vaxxers on, is that the vaccination campaigns yeah. were so bad. Oh, and horrible. so cringy. <laughs> I just was seeing one, someone reposted the other day. It was... Um, Kyle Sanderland's like talking to camera, being a silly goose and going like, all right, guys, we're going to get reconnected. We're going to get back out there. Let's get ourselves vaccinated or whatever. Can I say, if, Kyle San- if I knew that Kyle Sandland was on the vaccination campaign, I would not get vaccinated. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, oh, if Kyle's saying it, this can't be good at all. Yeah, we need to come together to protect each other. Whatever steps I can take to lead to your death, Kyle, is what I'm interested in. It also makes no sense because like Carl Sandilands like needs people. Oh, do you know why? Because people don't listen to the radio at home. They listen to it in their cars when they're going to work. We got to get back to the office, guys. (laughs) And when you're driving back to the office, keep it on kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kiss because that's bad for transferring the virus, but listen to kiss. So yeah, some of these campaigns were so so bad, but bad to the point where like they're so cringy. You're like, oh, I don't want to be vaccinated because it feels yep. like these campaigns worked on me. But in the movie, in this documentary, mm-hmm. there's a quick clip of some of the vaccination campaigns, and I just Excellent. want to get your thoughts on them because this is the only part of the movie where I'm like, I completely agree with with what they're saying here. So this is what it goes. This is how it goes. There's a montage in this movie, by the way, of Julian Assange. The moon landing, yep. the pyramids, nine eleven. It's all fucking connected, man. It's all fucking connected. It's like if you want to be taken seriously, you can't connect these things. You got to so just talk good. about the vaccine in isolation. That's always the best, um, like leap of logic that these cookers take is going. Well, Julian Assange exposed the truth, just like me. Yes. <laughs> Next We're thing the same. Know, Next thing you know, I'll be trapped inside the Ecuadorian embassy. Yeah, yeah. Pamela Anderson, what's up? Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're only associating with Julian Assange because they're like, maybe I'll get to fuck Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Assange is a great guy. What's WikiLeaks? <laughs> Um, okay. Vaccinate, 
I mean, that's the worst jingle I've ever heard in my life. That is bizarre, yes. Vaccinate, vaccinate, make an appointment. Really bad. So that's like, what, a marching band with like one one guy leading it, sort of standing in an empty like town square looking thing and they're all... They're and he's all wearing like an LGBT rainbow He slogan. would not be allowed at the, the <laughs> no. Soccer World Cup. Absolutely he's just been kicked not. out of the... <laughs> <laughs> that was filmed outside of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then he goes on. This is how it continues. I mean, God, I hate this. It's like the Imagine video that Gal Gadot released, yeah, yeah, yeah. but with more production behind it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome um, like thing that right-wing people do, though, where they find the absolute worst, most cringe version of like the left-wing um, you know, messaging, message sending or whatever. Yes. And they show five examples of it and go, this is what all of the left-wing is <laughs> like. And they're all like, oh, they're fucked. <laughs> Why are they doing that? When it's actually the five worst people that you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're all gay men chanting yeah, yeah, book yeah. an appointment. <laughs> We've all got a marching band. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, so the Stephen Colbert one, I think, is the worst one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've seen on the internet. That is really, really horrendous. Whoever, like, searched out those clips did a great job. Did a great job. They yeah, smashed yeah, the yeah. brief, yeah. So that's the only part of the documentary I'm like, actually... Yeah, they're, they're talking sense. Man, it's a real reminder or like it shows you so starkly like the insanity of the pandemic has worn off, it feels like, which is great. Yes. Obviously, you know, there's still a lot of COVID around, still be safe, et cetera, et cetera. But it does feel like we're on the other side of this whole thing now or whatever. And remembering back to those times when that was like normal stuff to see, you'd log onto the internet and see either that or like a fucking protest of people like neo-Nazis out the front of parliament or whatever. It's like, <laughs> man, we were really insane for a while there. Just as a as a species, we went fucking bonkers in every direction. Yeah, I mean, Carl. Sandlands was the yeah. voice of reason. <laughs> they got Ronda and Katut back together. <laughs> That's the first horseman. <laughs> yeah, didn't Amy release an, an ad where Ronda and Katut? Yeah. Was it a pro-vaccine ad? I think it was, yeah, they because she wanted to be able to travel again oh, to yes. go see Katut or something like that. And so she had to get vaccinated, yeah. That's right. That's the, Imagine if that was the reason why you got vaccinated. <laughs> I want Rhonda to see her beloved Katoot. I want no, her to get piped down by big, beautiful Katoot. <laughs> <laughs> if I get vaccinated, can I see a video? <laughs> they should have released another video after yeah. everyone got vaccinated. Just a leaked sex tape of them in Bali. <laughs> and he's just looking at the camera going, is this what you wanted? <laughs> Ronda could put OnlyFans when. <laughs> that should be in the documentary. <laughs> Mate, oh, this has been an absolutely joyful episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Great times. I learned so much. Uh, <laughs> learned about the war. It's awesome. <laughs> it's about Johnny Baby. <laughs> when you go back and tell other comedians how was the podcast, I want you to say, I learned so much. Yeah. I learned who won World War One. I. <laughs> I learned the truth about the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Learn the truth about embalming. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it is a hideous truth. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go home and look up, how do I become an embalmer? Is that like Set a d- for an embalmer. <laughs> is that a tape degree? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, mate, I, you told me before the podcast though, that you're taking the Comedy Festival off next year. Obviously, yes, the, yes, the embalming yes. course is quite demanding. <laughs> yeah. But where I can uh, my listeners follow you? Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, socials, Instagram, Twitter. That's good stuff. Um, if you're in Melbourne, I run a gig at Catfish every Tuesday. That's a good time. Um, that's probably the best places, I reckon. Yeah, and you're at the door. You're selling T-shirts. Yeah, I'm in the mix. Yeah, great. So if you are an embalmer, that's where you can find <laughs> Luca if you have any complaints about his defamatory comments of your profession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>